0: Stay Frosty Parkrunners and welcome to the 31st edition of the Stay Frosty Parkrun podcast. I'm your host Emu and I'm going to be here for about the next 20 minutes or so to talk to you all about junior parkruns. This week I'm recording the pod in sunny France while Jay and I are looking after my parents house and animals whilst they're away. Which is also why I'm a day late. Holidays just seem to slow everything down a bit so apologies for that. My parents don't have a park run nearby, so we haven't done a park run this week. Shocker, I know. But they do have a rather nice cycle track down the road with markers to show every 500 metres that you progress. So I'll let you know how we got on with that at the end of the pod. I'll also be announcing my Star Park Runner of the Week, my featured park run, upcoming park run anniversaries, and how our nearest and dearest got on at their park runs today. As always, if you'd like to get in touch and share your Parkrun stories, I'd love to hear from you. You can email on stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com, or you can get in touch via the Stay Frosty Facebook page. This week, I'd also like you to get in touch if there's any other topics you'd like me to talk about on these podcasts. It is getting to the point now where I'm starting to struggle for topics of conversation each week, and without your suggestions, I might have to start thinking about winding up the podcast, or branching into more general sporting topics instead of just running. So any suggestions that you have would be most welcome. And now, it's on with this week's pod. So, Junior Park Runs. The first Junior Park Run was started at Bushy Park on the 1st of April in 2010. It's a 2km event which is for children aged 4 to 14 years old. As with the 5 k Park Runs, they are open to all, free, safe and easy to take part in. As an adult, you can run with your child, but on completing the course, it's the child who collects the token and gets the park run time for the event, not the adult. Junior runners who have completed 11, 21, and 50 junior runs are awarded a coloured wristband, and this will show in the junior park run results table to show how far or how many events they've taken part in. The event takes place for most junior park runs every Sunday at 9am. For setting up a new junior event, as with volunteering, there are additional child safety checks which need to be done, but in most other respects it follows a very similar format to the 5k park runs. In the UK, as I mentioned, the first junior park run was established in Bushy Park in 2010. Since then it's expanded rapidly across the UK and there are now also a few in Australia. In the UK, there are 21 junior park runs in Yorkshire and the Humber. 11 in the West Midlands, 14 in Wales, 26 in the South West, 51 in the South East, 15 in Scotland, 16 in Northern Ireland, 28 in the North West, 11 in the North East, 28 in Greater London, 33 in the East of England, 17 in the East Midlands, and making a grand total of 271 junior park run events in the UK. I think the junior events are a wonderful idea as a way of getting young people into running especially when many schools, like my own primary school, can, however unintentionally, make running a very unpleasant experience for children. It also helps having a good role model, either in the form of a parent who also enjoys running, or another relative who can show how much joy running can bring without the need for overly competitive structures. As a child, I was also a good swimmer, but when our swimming club was taken over by a different company who wanted their children to compete, I lost interest. It's not that I don't enjoy competing, on the contrary, I'm probably too competitive when it comes to games and sports, but I like to compete on my own terms. It was the same when I was a child, and it's still the same today. Encouragement and suggestions are always appreciated, but if you start telling me how to train or which events I should enter, then I'll likely not do them on principle. Having a 2km running event opens children from 4 years old, where you can run with your son or daughter until they're old enough or confident enough to run on their own, is a fantastic non-pressure way to encourage them to do more activity. Even more so if you already do the 5km event where they can join you when they're old enough. That's all I've got to say on Junior Park Runs for this week, but moving straight on to the Star Park Run of the week, so this week I'd like to give a drum roll to... Sophia, look Sophia is in the junior women's eleven to fourteen category, and this week she was the first finisher at Lloyd Junior Park run in an amazing time of seven minutes and forty five seconds, which not only gave her an age grading of seventy three point four per cent but it was also a new pB time for her. well done Sophia, fantastic achievement if you know a park runner who has reached a milestone, achieved a new p b or managed to complete their first park run without walking. I'd love to hear about it, and maybe they could be my next Star Park Runner of the Week. As this is the Junior Park Run special, I'm going to look at the first ever Junior Park Run event at Bushy Park. The event pl- takes place in Bushy Park, and in the start is near the Diana Fountain, and then it runs towards Teddington Gate for one kilometre, keeping the line of the trees to the participants' left before turning around and running back, keeping the trees on your left again. To get there, you can catch buses 111, which runs from Kingston to Heathrow, 216, Kingston to Staines, 411, Kingston to Westmoat 465, Sandy Lane to Fulwell, X26, the express service from Heathrow to Croydon, or the R68, Hampton Court to Richmond. The nearest train station is Hampton Court, which is about 1km from the Hampton Court gate entrance. If you're driving, you can use the postcode TW110EQ and enter via the Hampton Court Gate off Hampton Court Road or via the Teddington Gate off Sandy Lane. The road will take you to the Diana Fountain where the main car park is. There are three car parks and parking is free and plentiful but please take care to park sensibly and only within the official car parks. The course is run entirely on grass so some sections can get muddy after wet weather. The course is well marshalled to make sure that all the runners are within sight of a marshal at all times. There is a toilet, about 200 metres from the start, next to the children's play area, and also at the pheasantry. Ex- these are both accessible for wheelchair users. Every week, the Post Parker and Coffee is in one of, the, one of two cafes in Bushy Park, either a van in, Diana, in the Diana Fountain car park, or the pheasantry welcome centre about 400 metres from the start point. Volunteers' numbers usually range from about 15 to 20 at this event, but in February they actually had 46 volunteers, which was due to the takeover by the Tralee Park Runners on Tour, or TPOTs. Runner numbers have been ranging from just over 100 up to about 300, but they fluctuate quite a bit due to there only being one event a month here. The start date for this event was the 1st of April in 2010, so this is their 9th anniversary this year and so far there have been 104 events here. As the first junior parkrun event this is something of an iconic event, more so given its once a month timetable. The fastest male runner here was James Beeks in an impressive 6 minutes and 17 seconds, and the fastest female was Kirsten Stilwell in 7.03, both far faster than I can run two kilometres. And that noise means it's time to celebrate some parkrun anniversaries. So there are a few parkrun anniversaries that are fast approaching, and without further ado, I'm going to start with the Fort William Parkrun and Felixstowe Parkrun, both of whom will be celebrating their first anniversaries, having started on the 7th of April in 2018. Guernsey Parkrun and Fairham Parkrun started on the 9th of April, which makes this year their third anniversaries. Both Wilmslow Park Run and Lullingstone Park Run have fourth anniversaries coming up after starting on the 11th of April in 2015. Beeston Park Run, Forest Rec Park Run, Basildon Park Run, and Park Park Run all started on the 5th of April 2014, making this their fifth year anniversaries. Celebrating a sixth anniversary is Porth Call Park Run, which started on the 6th of April in 2013. It's the 7th anniversary for Pims Park Run, which started on the 9th of April in 2011. And finally for this week, it's Strathclyde Park Run, who will be celebrating their impressive 9th anniversary after starting on the 10th of April in 2010. Congratulations to all parkruns with an upcoming anniversary. So this week, as I mentioned, we are house and pet sitting for my parents who live in the south of France. It's about 20 degrees and sunny at the moment with a bit of a breeze making it feel a touch chillier than it is. We managed to get ourselves to the bike track this morning for about 10.30am French time, 9.30am English time. So a little late for our pseudo park run but raring to go nonetheless. The track is essentially flat with a slight incline as you run the outbound leg and slightly down as you head back. It was also deceptively warm, parts of the track are shaded by trees, but by 10am more than 50% of it is in the sun, and I'll be the first to admit that I am not accustomed to running in the full sun. However we both started off quickly, in retrospect maybe a little too quickly. I think we both had the same idea, to start quick on the slightly uphill half and then relax returning on the slightly downhill half, but it just felt really tough. With the sunshine it quickly warmed up, and for me personally I felt like I was struggling to get enough oxygen into my lungs. I pulled away from Jay slowly after the first kilometre, but after turning and passing him on the way back at the 2.5 mark, I slowed down a little, and I was sure he was going to catch up with me, but he was struggling the same as I was. Having said all of that, part of the reason we might have been struggling is because we were running fairly quick with fairly quick split times. Jay completed the 5 kilometres in 26 minutes and 21 seconds, his quickest ever 5 kilometres, and I finished in 25 minutes and 48 seconds, my second quickest 5 kilometres, according to Strava. We were both exhausted and stood in the shade for some minutes after finishing trying to catch our breath. In another part of the world, my parents took part in the Exeter Riverside Park Run today, along with 355 other participants. My dad completed his park run in a very impressive 28 minutes and 28 seconds, giving him an age-graded percentage of 58.37%. And my mum, who has recently managed to run under 32 minutes on their local bike track, finished in an amazing 31 minutes and 45 seconds, giving her an even more impressive percentage of 61.99%. Well done, Mum and Dad, for both of your fastest ever park runs. My sister, Nikki, volunteered this week at Barking Park Run as a barcode scanner. Next week she's doing the Adidas one-hour run with us, and she was going to volunteer next week, but apparently Barking were very short of volunteers this week, which is why she volunteered. Extra kudos, Nikki, for making sure that your local event could go ahead this week. And that about wraps it up for this week. I know this is going to be a short one. If you've enjoyed listening to this pod and my other podcasts, I would appreciate suggestions for future topics you'd like to hear me dissect in 20 minutes, as I'm starting to run a little low on ideas when it comes to running and parkrun. If you have an interesting story about your parkrun experiences, you can get in touch via the email stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com or by leaving me a message on the Stay Frosty Facebook page. I am recording this in the sun outside, which is why there's some nature noises, shall we say, going on around me. All that remains to be said is that I hope you've all had a very good parkrun this week. I hope you all have excellent working weeks. Stay frosty parkrunners, and I'll see you all next week.